12.03, we are ready uh, to rock. You want to get a hold this afternoon, uh, you can give us a call, of course, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Savan's number directly is 416-216-5910. That number is good, uh, by the way, anytime outside of show hours. You need to get a hold of Savan. Also, the insuranceandinjurylaw.com is the website. And I'll give you the help email, right? It'll be the best one. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. How are you, my friend? What's uh, We always start with the week that was, right? Absolutely. I'm very yeah, good, John. Uh, th- well, this week was ob- obviously very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, everyone has heard about this uh, case, the $1 million baby case, the couple from Saskatchewan uh, who-, who traveled to Hawaii last year. And uh, the-, the woman was admitted uh, for uh, premature uh, child labor. Yep. And, uh, you know, they find out that their insurance company, Blue Cross, uh, is denying them coverage, citing a pre-existing medical condition. So we've read about that. This, this story has made, uh, made headlines internationally, not just nationally. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we've now been retained. My firm, myself, have been retained to, uh, to assist them with this claim. So I'm not going to talk that much about the actual details of the case, except to say that there is a lesson here to be learned. Mm-hmm. And the lesson is that this couple has done absolutely everything that, uh, you know, they should have done. They've gone to an independent broker, someone that... Uh, sells insurance, and this is what I tell everyone, John, and we've talked about that before. If you, if if at all possible, don't engage with insurance companies by yourself. Don't call them up and get car insurance, house insurance, travel insurance. Go to a broker. Go to someone who is registered, licensed, insured to sell you this product, and that's what they did here. And, and you know, they answer truthfully all the questions. They've given all the information that was requested of them only to find out later when they were in Hawaii that suddenly they're not covered. And, of course, this is going to be dealt with in in the legal framework that we're going to start very, very soon. Uh, So, you know, very, very important for people to know that they need to always get, uh, you know, the the proper policy. uh, And the way to do that is is to engage uh, an insurance broker. Anderson Cooper was jealous of the amount of uh, camera time you were getting this light. You were everywhere. You know, CTV, Global. Were you even on CNN? Have they picked this up? No, I haven't been on CNN, thank yeah. God. Uh, I'm tired of all the interviews. I'm not interested in all these interviews. Uh, it's interesting to me, though, that no other lawyer has actually stepped up to offer them some assistance. I mean, we're doing this pro bono because yeah. this is such egregious conduct, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I mean, the, and frankly, the media hasn't reported the full story. And like I said, I'm not going to go into it except mm-hmm. to say that this couple was under so much stress, and they still are. And there's no justification for that, none whatsoever. Let's talk about uh, life insurance denial, shall we? Yeah, so we, get, right, so we get denials all the time. People call me every day, and every day I speak to people about a variety of insurance issues uh, and, and personal injury as well. But, you know, most people need to understand, and people need to understand that personal injury also has to do with insurance. If you're in a car accident, slip and fall, you know, l- the, the, the reality is that you're going to be dealing with insurance companies when it comes time to talk about compensation for your injuries. And so I have a particular um, uh, case that I'm dealing with right now. Uh, It is a uh, life insurance, not denial, but the insurance company dragging their feet. And this is a very tragic case. It's an individual that I had actually helped uh, resolve his uh, cottage fire dispute, insurance dispute, a few years back. His cottage burnt down. Insurance company didn't want to pay. I got involved. Within a few months, we got full resolution. And so I ended up getting a phone call from, uh, from his wife, uh, just about a week ago from Europe. She's in Europe. Uh, she, you know, she's undergoing uh, some, some treatments for her health. Mm-hmm. And she tells me that this gentleman who, by the way, in his, in his mid-30s, had just passed away. This is my former client. Uh, he passed away in July as a result of a heart attack. So I was shocked, obviously, because oh this is a young guy, uh, you know, did everything right as far as I can see. But anyways, long story short, uh, 
earlier that year, he had actually taken life insurance uh, for a million dollars with with two separate insurance companies. And he had told his wife that if there was ever an issue, doesn't matter what issue it is with insurance to contact me. Smart. Okay. Yeah, right. And I, so, so she calls me up and anyways, we arranged to meet um, and actually met with her right after the show last Sunday. And she showed me all the papers and, you know, she, she's battling some pretty difficult health issues herself. So she's not able to deal with uh, these insurance companies now. And these insurance companies haven't denied uh, this claim for life insurance that this gentleman had, had bought. Uh, these companies are simply dragging their feet. Uh, they've asked her for so many documents. Some of the documents they've asked for, I've reviewed. They are just, they're irrelevant to the adjudication just of the stalling. claim. They're just stalling. Just stalling. I mean, and this guy died in July. We are now in, almost in December, almost half a year later, you know, and she needs the money to, 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 you know, to survive on. And I said to her, listen, let, let me see what I can do here. Let me contact them. But, you know, what, what's, what's really bothering me about this is that, you know, insurance companies, like I said before, they're not the devil, but they are in the business of making money, of saving money, of not paying out claims or dragging their feet. Yeah. And so people need to understand that, you know, if they feel, if you have a claim, it doesn't matter what kind of claim it is, whether it's a house, a house uh, insurance claim, uh, a car insurance claim, a personal injury, if you feel like the insurance company is dragging their feet, if you feel like the adjuster is asking you for so many documents that are irrelevant, if they're not answering your questions, if they stop contacting you, any one of those red signs, you have to get in touch with me. It, it will only take me a few minutes to talk to you by phone and tell you what you can do about that. And here's the thing. Insurance companies cannot drag the process in an unlimited way. They can't. They're not allowed. But the only way you can force them to deal with it is by, you know, for us to send a letter to them saying, here are the facts. Tell us within X amount of time, whether it's seven days, 30 days, whatever it is we yep. discuss, you know, give us a decision. And if at the end of the day they give us a decision and it's a denial, they have to justify it. Okay. And I can assess that denial and I can tell you if the denial is appropriate or not. We'll take a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You have questions about personal injury and anything under that umbrella. We'll cover it here with Savan uh, this hour. Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca is the website. 416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. You can also uh, questions anytime, by the way, to mydisabilityquestions.com. More of the Insurance and Injury Law Show coming up. Talk radio, AM 640. 12 minutes after 12 on your Sunday. Give us a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Savan's number anytime as you know 416-216-5910 let's get into a, a long-term disability claim now you had a, a case this week again just as we finish off the week that was right that's right exactly i have a case uh, you know like i have many people calling me after the show uh, with uh, questions about long-term disability and i always invite people to either call us on the show here and we can actually talk about your case uh, in generalities or specifically if mm-hmm. you want and I can tell you what you can do. And this gentleman here that contacted me uh, was a, a, a computer programmer. Uh, he, he's in his early 50s. And, you know, because of various things that happened in his life recently, you know, the, the, the loss of a parent, uh, stress at work, he had to go on disability. And most recently, he's been on long-term disability. And he's been on long-term disability for uh, about a year and a half or so. He has, um, he has a psychiatrist that's treating him. And she's very supportive of him. And guess what? Again, we are approaching the two-year mark, and he gets a call from For the sure. insurance company saying, you know, we think that you should be able to go to some kind of, of job, another job. And that stresses him a lot more than, than he was already stressed, yep. right? So, you know, he had called me after the show, and I, I, I went to his house, and I met with him, and I met with his wife. And, you know, I, I can tell you that 
my conversation with him really lasted for about half an hour because within that time, I was able to get all of the facts, everything I needed. I saw a lot of the medical documents that, uh, you know, he had uh, right there for me to review. And I said, listen, you don't need to deal with your insurance company by yourself. This is a very simple claim. And the thing is, he's in his early 50s. So the exposure on the insurance company is significant. It's until age 65, according to his policy. And, you know, the, 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 the one thing that I often see when I speak with people who have disputes with their long-term disability provider is that they get extremely stressed. They get panicked every time they get that phone call oh, sure. or that email or that letter from the adjuster. And I can give them all the advice in the world and I can tell them everything that we can do for them. And I can tell them how easy it is to resolve many of these kinds of claims. And the one thing that they really hear is, and it's, it's quite fascinating, they hear... Uh, and they get relief from me telling them that I will be dealing with the adjuster. They're not going to get any more phone calls the from the insurance part, company. Right? The best part, exactly. And, and you know, many times, unfortunately, uh, uh, these people who, uh, you know, the adjusters who contact these individuals don't just contact the individuals on disability, the, the uh, insurance. They also contact the workplace. They contact the employer. And they try and see if they can, uh, you know, to some extent, either pressure right. or or uh, work with the employer to, you know, I'm not going to say the word force, but that's really what it is. It's to somehow, uh, you know, create a situation where where the insurance convince, really convince you know, exactly right. that they can go that they should go back to work and try to go yeah. back to work. And oftentimes, that's against medical advice. Right. So again, so this gentleman, uh, you know, contacted me. Uh, we've we've um, uh, I've, I've explained all his options. We're going to proceed with a simple letter to the disability insurer. It's how it starts, right? It's how it starts. We're going to give them disability insurer you know, exactly one week to respond. And if they don't comply with their obligations, we're going to start a claim, and his claim will get resolved within months, wow. not years. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to give us a call, ask uh, Savannah a question. I want to get in some questions, actually. Probably these are more the, more the common ones you'll get. Um, for instance, when someone calls you up, um, and tells you that they're, they're having difficulties with their long-term disability insurance. Big surprise. Uh, how do you know even if they have a case to start with? Well, I ask them very basic questions. I mean, the first question to ask is, you know, were you employed? Were you working at the time that you went, uh, that, that, that you, know, you became ill or that you were injured? Because remember, John, in order to qualify for long-term disability, uh, you need to have been employed, and you need to have been employed and also have disability coverage. And for most people, they would know that because initially they would either go on EI sick benefits or they would go on shortened disability, so they'll know. You know, the second thing that I would ask is, what are your injuries or what's your illness or what's preventing you from working, right? And people are going to have no issue uh, uh, explaining that. I mean, they've been living with it. The third thing is, do you have any medical support? Are you seeing any specialists or are you just seeing your family doctor? And by the way, the fact that you're just seeing your family doctor doesn't mean you're not disabled. It's just that I need to know exactly who's supporting your disability. Have you had any conversations right. with them? Uh, once, once I know that, uh, then I can pretty much tell the person, uh, you know, if in fact they would qualify. Because remember, it, the test is different depending if you are asking me uh, whether or not you qualify within the first two years or if it's beyond the two years. Right. right? Now, again, the two-year thing you mentioned with your, uh, your previous case here. So if they're on, if they're on disability, the insurer says, uh, it's about time you, you try to, you know, return to work program. Uh, do they have to do it? No, they don't. They oh. don't have to do it. And again, that's something that causes a tremendous amount of stress for people. Uh, because oftentimes when they are, you know, most people, when, when they feel like they can go back to work, they initiate that themselves. Or, or oftentimes there will be a recommendation from their specialist, whether it's a psychiatrist, physiatrist, neurologist, whoever it is that's treating them. 
And, you know, it it certainly doesn't help them to have an adjuster who's simply been reviewing the file call out of the blue and say, you know, I think you should be trying to go back to work. Well, who are you to say that? What, 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 do you have a medical degree? Have you assessed me? Uh, You know, so no, you do not have to do it. Having said that, uh, you know, you do need to understand that the, the insurance company is saying that because they are now gearing up to potentially cut you off uh, from your, right. your, your coverage. And so you need to be prepared for that. And, and if, in fact, you are either forced or it's been suggested to you that you have to start thinking about getting back to work, you should give us a call. And the reason you should give us a call is because, you know, it's better to be prepared before the cutoff oh, happens. Time. Right? Exactly. Because, you know, once the cutoff happens, then you're panicking. You don't know what to do. We'll take a, a quick break. Got a couple more questions under the long-term disability uh, common questions folder. But uh, until then, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell or savannah at theinsurancelawyer.ca or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. And always his number off air anytime, 416-216-5910, the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM640. And Savannah's zone number, 416-216-5910, insuranceandinjurylaw.com. You can also ask any questions, by the way. This is something you just started, mydisabilityquestions.com. That's right. right. Absolutely. Is pretty cool. You can, there's probably a, a host of questions up there already. You might already see your question been asked. If not, throw it in there. It'll be an anonymous. You can get an answer and a reply from you directly, right? Exactly. Most people don't want to call a lawyer. Uh, I can't blame them. So, you know, that's a free service. Go ahead and ask your question, and you'll get answers for free in minutes. Let me get to uh, one more long-term disability question before we bounce over to some emails because they've been uh, coming in this morning as well. The insurer denies your claim, but they say, oh, it's, it's okay. You can, uh, you can appeal this decision should you do it all the time. Well, I'm going to answer that with a very simple uh, story, and it's a story of the $1 million baby. Nice. Right? right, because when when Blue Cross actually earlier this week released a statement uh, in answer to all the criticism against it, that statement, that press release, actually said that the couple can appeal the decision ah. to the ombudspeople here, uh, you know, over there in uh, Saskatchewan. And what I tell people is exactly what I told these uh, these people here. Uh, in the, the Hukalak family, uh, do not appeal these decisions. Why? You are appealing them to the same people who cut you off in the first place. There's absolutely no <laughs> point. You're going to lose time. Nothing is going to come of it. It's extremely rare. And to be honest with you, uh, I, I've never actually seen an appeal that was successful. The only, the only time that, that you know, an appeal was quasi-successful, and I'm saying it's quasi because we actually... Um, you know, at, 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 at the time that the, the individuals in questions appealed the decision, in a parallel way, I also showed them the claim that I was going to file in court. And so they ended up reversing their position through that appeal process as a result of me actually telling them that if they don't reverse here's their what's position, coming. here's what's coming. Exactly. Ah, yeah. But there's no point. If you are told to appeal an insurance cutoff, do not do it. You're wasting time, you're wasting resources, and it will get you nowhere. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. You want to drop us a question or 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll get to uh, have a Mark from Oshawa says, I was in three car collisions last week. This guy's like playing automotive pinball. Uh, I was the last one hit from, uh, hit from the back. My doctor said that I suffered a severe whiplash and should stay home and not go to work for at least two weeks. Uh, what do I tell my employer? Do I need to give them a note? So three car accidents, injured two weeks off. Work. Actually, it's yeah. not three car accidents. It's a uh, it's three one car. car accident, but there were three cars. Three were car involved. collision. Pardon me. Right, that's what I'm saying here. Exactly. Right. Okay. So so then the question is, uh, should I stay at home yeah. as per my doctor's advice, and what do I tell my employer? 
Well, the answer is very, very simple. You tell the employer that you were injured in a car accident, okay? And you do that whether it's by phone or by email. You make sure the employer knows, and you do it for a variety of reasons. You do it because you want to make sure that there is a record, that your employer is aware of why it is you can't come to work. You'd be amazed, John, how many times people actually don't tell their employer. They use sick days for a variety of reasons. They're afraid that the employer is going to then take the position that they can't do their job, uh, and and so therefore they're going to replace them. They're afraid of backlash, right? Exactly. And, And keep in mind, I tell people, you know, we, our firm practices not only in personal injury and insurance, but also employment law. So if at any point you have issues with your employer because of a car accident, we can deal with that as well. Mm-hmm. All right. The employer has to accommodate you. They have to give you the time you need to recover. But for, for, for them to do that, uh, you need to provide them with a medical note. You have to have a letter or a note from a family doctor, a clinic, someone in the medical field to tell them this person needs some time off. And guess what? The employer is going to give you that time off. And if they don't, you give us a call immediately. Let's uh, go uh, back over this one before we get a uh, phone call on the air here. got uh, Lauren from Newmarket. This, this is something I'm actually already talked about, so I'll cover this one. Husband's on long-term disability because of fibromyalgia. Very painful. Said uh, we're approaching the two-year mark. There you go. And uh, you talked about it. The adjuster sent us a letter saying that they want their doctor to examine their doctor to examine them. What does it mean? Well, it means that they are setting you up to cut you off. Um, you know, whenever the insurance company says, and by the way, that's not only in the disability context. Mm-hmm. I see this in the personal injury context. People who have had car accidents and are claiming benefits. Uh, oftentimes, at some point down the road, the insurance company is going to say, enough is enough. We want to have you seen by one of our doctors. Right. And what that means is one of the doctors we pay to see you. And we want to see what their opinion is on whether or not you're still disabled. And what do you think happens when, John, when you go to that doctor that the insurance company hired and is paying, what do you think happens after that doctor sees, uh, sees you? Oh, a if phone you, call is our doctor thinks you're good enough to at least go back to work in some capacity. You got right? it, exactly. Yeah. And that gives the insurance company the pretext to then cut you off. And at that point, people are saying, and, and you know, oftentimes, by the way, these kinds of appointments, these kinds of assessments, they, they take place over a span of minutes. It's, it's not like your own doctor who may be seeing you for a while or a specialist that's been sitting with you and treating you for weeks, months, years. These insurance doctors, their job is to assess you fairly quickly, mm-hmm. okay, and then give the insurance company an opinion, an opinion that should be supportive to them. That's the reality. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes insurance doctors actually you know, do what they're supposed to do and actually give an objective opinion. But oftentimes, if you are in a situation where you're dealing with the insurance company and you're told you have to go to one of our doctors, they're setting it up so that they get an opinion that justifies them cutting you off. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on cell. Kathy in Brampton. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Hi. Good. Thank you. Okay. Got a question for Savannah? Go ahead. I do. Um, I'm dealing and have been dealing for almost a couple of years, or we're getting close. The injury was a couple of years um, with an insurance company. My question is, under their um, whatever, it says you are disabled when, and it names the insurance company, determines that you are limited from performing the material and substantial duties of your regular occupation due to your sickness or injury, and you have a 20% or, or more loss in your indexed monthly earnings due to the same sickness or injury. Okay, so now, I have been trying to prove the injury happened in December, so, of course, my work covered for a bit, and then I've been trying to prove now for almost two years, or to them, short two years, um, that I 
cannot perform my duty. It was a rib injury, which turned into rib dysfunction. I have scoliosis, and now um, I've done everything I can. What I have, the unfortunate thing is, I have a doctor, and he says this injury cannot be seen. I can have all the imaging they want, which I had. I had um, MRI, CAT scan. Um, right now, I don't have use of my left arm. The pain has, like, I can't even explain the pain I've lived in. Sorry, I don't want to get emotional. And That's okay, um, Kathy. I just was told again that I was denied. Um, Kathy, Kathy, let me, let me just ask you a, f- a few uh, quick questions, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is, what kind of work were you doing? Um, it, was, um, it was clerical, but I, I had a library that I took care of, and... Um, so there okay. was bending, lifting up of, above mm-hmm. my head and so on. Right. These weighty files, they, you know. When did you start your long-term disability? Um, well, I mean, basically my company is like the most amazing company and has covered me from the beginning. And this, uh, so it was probably, I was off since like, I tried to go back for a bit, say February, but I mean, I've been off basically for almost two years, like December, but my application to uh, this insurance company would have been, I think, around February okay, and and, 2012. Right. And and when did they cut you off? Or 13. Uh, They've never, um, what happened was, um, okay, this happened in 2013, uh, 2012, right? December 2012. They... Never. What happened was they they let me. They actually paid me for like a couple of uh, pays mm-hmm. because it said, they sent me and said I had been approved. They paid me a couple of pays, and then all of a sudden I get a call saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I made a mistake. I thought that this is the whoever she is. The adjuster said I made a mistake. I thought they said it was approved, but in fact." It was a mistake. You aren't approved, and so therefore, that's okay. We'll let that go by. But now we have cut you off. Okay, Kathy. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you right now, and, and this is the answer for you. First of all, I, I would like to speak with you off air. I know it's. I know you're emotional. You should not be dealing with this adjuster with this insurance company on your own. Now, uh, I do have yeah. to say that just as of this weekend, my amazing company, since I was just turned down again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they said they're willing to take this on for me, but I just feel so in debt. Like, I, how do you let a company do that for you, number one? Um, but I, you know, so I'm not totally without backup, but, right. I, I, you know, I like to know where I stand, too, right. you know. Right. Well, Kathy, I will, I will get your number. I do want to speak with you. So at the very least, I can give you some of the information here so that you know what you can do, uh, you know, and... and it's amazing to me, John, that I hear these kinds of stories on a daily basis. And yep. I'm telling you, even with that couple in Saskatchewan, I keep going back to that. You know, they people think that they're just using the media to gain attention. They're not. They are under tremendous amount yep. of stress. And there's absolutely no reason for that. And, you know, with Kathy here, so long as we have medical support, so long as she has either a specialist, family doctor, someone with an MD, uh, that says she cannot go back to work, this insurance company has absolutely no leg to stand on. And all that's happening here is that they are victimizing her again, 
and they, they, are, they are effectively making her condition worse. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be there to help. This is exactly what it, why, why we have insurance. It's to have peace of mind. It, it, it's, it, it makes me extremely angry when I hear these kinds of stories. And this is why I tell people, give me a call. Give me a call. You know, it's not going to cost anything to talk. At the very least, you'll know what your options are and what you can do. Kathy, smartest phone call you ever made was the one you just made to uh, Savannah. 416-216-5910, Kathy. 416-216-5910 is his number. We'll return a couple more phone calls here in the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. 12.35 on your Sunday. We'll bounce over to the uh, phones rather quickly here. Got uh, Lori in Wasaga Beach. Thanks for hanging on, Lori. What's up? Hey, no problem. I was just listening earlier um, with respect to your insurance companies um, sending you to their own doctors. Yep. And I was just wondering, there's you don't really have a choice, though, do you? Like, I mean, if you say, well, I prefer not to, do you, do you really have a choice at going to their doctors or not? Well, Lori, the answer is that, you know, you really do have to comply with the terms of your policy. And one of those terms is that if they want you to be seen by one of their doctors, you have to go. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, they can't just send you to any doctor. I mean, if you're having, if you have an orthopedic injury, like, you know, like a broken leg, they can't send you to a psychiatrist. And, and you know, believe it or not, John, I've seen that happen quite a few times where, you know, the, the adjuster who's coordinating all of this is sending people to the wrong experts. And so, you know, what I would tell Lori is give me a call and just give me some more of the facts. We can talk off air and I can yep. tell you if you really should be going or not. But, you know, what's more important here to understand is that if they are now setting you up to go to see one of their doctors, what does that mean? It means that they are trying to get an opinion that will justify them cutting you off. Yep. So, so you need to be prepared for that. That's so give me a call off there, yeah. absolutely. And at the very least, I'll be able to tell you how to prepare yourself in the event that happens. Lori, 416-216-5910 or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca to get a hold of Savan. Uh, i got a guest in studio now. He's a familiar site around this radio station once a month. Vince Ayaluzzi here from wefindyourcar.ca. I like you. Vince, you do very cool stuff. In fact, you, uh, you quite often bring cars in from out of country and make it possible for uh, us Canadians here to get cheaper cars from the U.S. Yeah, we tried. Did to I do say that? that? Did I actually say that? <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, um, we definitely do that, but uh, we specialize in all of North America as well. Yep. Uh, Canada, U.S., wherever the best deal is for you on your next pre owned vehicle, we'd be sure to help. So why is he here, Savan? This well, is interesting. I can tell you, John, you know, right. in, in my industry, uh, being a lawyer, uh, m- many people have a really. Uh, skeptical view of lawyers, uh, you know. No. We, we don't. We, uh, no. Believe it or not, believe it or not, it's it's yeah. It's uh, unfortunately an image that we have out there, and the reason is because you know people oftentimes don't trust lawyers. Well, by the same token, a lot of times when you go to a dealership and you speak with you know the salesperson or the people there, yep. it, you know people have a bad image of those people, and so to find someone honest in the industry, someone you can go to and really trust what they say, is actually rare. It's very very rare, and I'll tell you, I, I've met Vince. He's a good friend. I, you know, I, I've, I've met him a while back, and I, 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 you know, visited his his place, spoke to him, spoke to Carm, uh, the owner. I was extremely impressed, not only with the selection of the cars they have there, but how they approach uh, people who come to them and ask them for, yep. you know, for, for vehicles that they want to either import from the U.S. or if they're, you know, looking for something on their lot. It's just a very authentic way of, of dealing with people, and it, it's just very rare. And that's the reason I want to have him here, because oftentimes when people come to me because they've been in a car accident, you know, the cars are written off. 
And I do get these questions. I get, I get multiple questions. I get questions. How do I deal with my insurance company in terms okay. of negotiating the value for the write-off? And Vince is going to talk a bit about that because he offers something that I actually have never seen anyone offer before. And even, even myself, when I mm-hmm. advise people on how to deal with the insurance company with write-offs, I, I don't go to the, to, the, you know, to the length that Vince does to really help you as part of the service, right? If you're buying a car from them, they're going to maximize what you can get from the insurance company. Vince, so how do you, you, how can, do, you do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a... There's there's a few secrets that I'm not going to share for other dealers, but most of the time, dealers just want to sell you a car. You tell them I wrote off a car, great, get your money, come back and see us, right. not me. I, I'm, again, I'm there to help. I put together a package like almost a lawyer would, like Savannah, okay? So to guarantee the clients more money, and, and how we do that is I know exactly what that insurance company is already going to do to lower their money. I've been doing this 20 years. They've got the same tactics. It's a horrible tactic. They pick the lowest price cars out of the auto trader. So what I do, I get prepared. I find out about those cars. I get the serial number. I get the history. And then I provide a package for the clients that that car is not a nice car. That car has been in a wreck. That car doesn't have the same options as your car. Then I provide the client with an actual car that they can buy, something that's not on my lot, and say, here, Mr. Insurance Company, you guys only want to give me $20,000, but Vince has a car that I can physically buy. It was the same as my old car, and it's $25,000. So who's going to pay the extra $5,000? Because the realistics is you can't just choose a number out of thin air. People need money to replace their car with. Okay. And I'll help them all the way to get every penny back and more. And will you get? They will get that say five thousand. This case from the insurance company. Uh, at least, ha- at least we'll meet in the middle okay. at worst case. But that extra two, three, four, and sometimes I've gotten them the extra five thousand definitely helps. Now, of course, this is a service I provide if they continue on to buy a car from us, mm-hmm. um, because I can't charge for that service. This is just me going a little extra mile to help clients get more money, and we always, always always get people more money. I mean, I can pretty much say it's 100%. I will get them more money than they're offered. How know, does, I believe that. How does, this, uh, how does this work with the U.S. car thing? Does that come into play in this as well? Is it all just... It, it does because some clients, you know, the insurance company might say, just like some dealers out there where they say, hey, your car is a U.S. car. It's not worth as much. Do you guys know how many cars right now are in Canada from the U.S. in the last eight years alone? Give me a guess, John. How many cars? 10,000. 10, 5,000. I have no even know where to start. 20,000? 1.5 million cars are in Canada from the U.S. right now. So what is the value of the cars? The same. Maybe a little bit less because the Canadian and U.S. cars have come almost to terms, almost on an equal level. So now if an insurance company says, well, your car is a previous U.S. car, and I don't think they do that, but if they did, again... I can help them prove that it is worth a lot more money. Well, I can tell you definitely that when people come to me with insurance disputes, uh, particularly with write-offs, you know, where the insurance company says, for whatever reason, we're not going to pay you what you're, uh, you know, what what we think, uh, what you're telling us the car is worth. I, when I I advise people on how to deal with the insurance company, Mm -hmm. I, I give them basic advice. I tell them, go to Auto Trader, you know, get some comparables. What Vince is offering here. Is, is going above and beyond. And, and I'll tell you, if, as an insurance lawyer, if I'm defending the insurance company, remember, John, I used to work as yep. a defense the other lawyer. Side, yeah. I'm telling you right now, if I'm getting a package like that uh, from the client who went to Vince, who Vince prepared this for, I'm telling my client, the insurance company, you have no leg to stand on. Really? Absolutely, 100%. Let's take a short break. We'll get to more with Vince. Uh, we find your car.ca and, of course, Savannah right here in the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk Radio, AM 640. And we have Vince Aluzzi here for the remainder of the show. We find your car.ca from Parkway Auto Trade on the air here at uh, 640, as you know. Every third Saturday of the month doing his thing. And we'll get to uh, Joe. I know Joe's been waiting a while on the phone lines. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. You got a question for Savannah? Go ahead. 
Yeah, this is sort of beckoning to something you were talking about a little bit earlier when it comes to, I, I understand he has a little bit of knowledge of uh, employers and the laws and sort of. Um, this has to do with my insurance premiums through my work. Okay. Um, a few years ago, my country ratified a new contract and to allow, they have two separate groups, a seniority and a non-seniority group. And to allow a few people to go into the seniority group, we agreed that we would pay 4% of our income back towards these health benefits, insurance premiums. Mm-hmm. So... That was about six years ago. Two years ago, we ratified a new contract, and with the old one, it was the understanding that everyone who, only the new people would pay the 4%, all existing employees would be red-circled and grandfathered, they wouldn't have to pay. Two years ago, they reneged on that, and now everyone pays. But the big difference is now, all other people pay 2%, while the 20 or 25 of us out of the 200 pay 4% for the identical benefits. Do they have a legal recourse? Are they correct in doing this? Okay, well, let me let me understand this. First of all, is this is this a unionized setting? Is this through the union, yes. or are you? Yes, it is. You are okay. And have you checked with your union about this? Yes, our union they really don't get involved because they say we have our own benefits that we offer you, but you're doing it through the company, so they sort of like hands up to the situation. Okay, well, something doesn't sound right. Here's what I would suggest uh, that you do: you, you should go to to the HR person in your company. You, sh- you should be asking them this exact question. The, the, the problem is that I don't know all the details and I haven't seen the contract, mm-hmm. and and so I, I can't really give you an opinion as to whether or not what they've done is is correct or not. But at the end of the day, if you go to the HR person and and you know you you talk to them about that issue and you ask them what's happened here feel free to give me a call afterwards and we can talk and I can tell you in more detail whether or not they actually had the right to do that or not. Let me ask you this, uh, Savannah, I know this this time of the year, I mean, you, you can't tell by the, by the roads out there now, but it's coming where it's going to be slippery and icy and people are going to be riding off cars and in between the time that they do that, deal with their insurance company and get another car replacement, maybe through Vince, uh, we're going to need a rental car. Is that right. something that Vince can help out? Is that something you can do? Absolutely. You in know? fact, Vince, I'm going to have you talk about that because again, you're offering a service that is so unique and and people should know about this. Uh, Yeah, so a lot of our clients write off their cars, and and the worst thing to do is rush your car purchase. I mean, any good car guy will tell you, when you rush, you're behind the eight ball. So they'll give you a car rental nowadays, the insurance companies, for literally two to seven days. Before, it used to be a month, you know, give you time. Now it's, here's the money we're giving you, bang, the the rental's got to go back. So if, again, you're using our service to find you that next pre-owned vehicle, as we only do pre-owned cars, uh, we can set you up with a car rental service. Uh, we'll, we'll pay the fees for that car rental, again, as long as, you know, again, we have your business. So we'll help you get more money for your write-off. We'll set you up with the rental, and we'll make sure we take the time to put you in the proper vehicle. That's is, there a, is there a sweet, you mentioned you just do pre-owned. Is there a sweet spot? Is like the cars that are just off a short-term lease or cars that are over five years old or under five years old? Is, is there, what's the advice there? Uh, when the dollar was higher, we'd say new car versus a slightly used in the U.S. Now there's only about 30% of the cars work from the U.S. with our lower dollar. So uh, we're selling a lot of one-year-old rentals here in Canada or three-year-old or two-year-old or four-year-old lease returns. And I always say compare new to used. And, and I'll always go through the numbers with you. Again, free financial advice. We don't charge a fee for our consultations. You can call me anytime. And there's a lot of times where I'll say, hey, go buy that brand new car. Mm -hmm. It's a better deal than what I can offer you. I'll always give people the honest answer there. And if I can get their business, great. If not, I know they'll come back to me again in the future. It's all about that, John. It's exactly the way we operate as well in the law firm is we tell people, listen, our job is not only to just uh, try and get new clients, it's to give out information, it's to dispel any myths that are out there. And one of the things that I really like about Vince 
uh, and and the people at his uh, at his uh, dealership is that you know they really are trying to give you this information. They're not trying to lure you in uh, on false pretense and then trying to somehow hook you in with a deposit. They don't operate that way. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as they're concerned, you're coming to them as, as someone from the public seeking information, perhaps coming to him with false information, and his job is to really educate you and to guide you. And if you end up coming to him now or later, it doesn't really matter as long as you know what your options are. Yeah, and the key is they're not coming in person under stress. It's all done via phone and email most of the time. Right. I, I kind of joked about it at the beginning, but uh, the, the whole U.S. car thing, how does that work? Is it difficult to, uh, to procure for you guys? Um, right now with the lower Canadian dollar, it is. But to be honest, it's the same auctions that are here in Canada. So, right. so there's a company called Mannheim. As any new car or used car dealer, we buy used cars through Mannheim from other dealers. Well, the same company has 82 auctions in the States. Here in Canada, there's only seven. We're already registered. I just go online. My live camera screen comes on. The cars come up. I click a button. I buy it. But the cars go through our full forensics. The auctions tell us if the cars have been in accidents, if there's scratches, if they smell like pets or smoked inside. We know exactly what we're buying. And if it gets all the way here from California, and there's even so much as a scratch on a door that they didn't say, I get my money back from the auction car goes back. So it's a full sur- foolproof system than when we're getting these cars from the U.S. It's funny. You mentioned California, too. Is there, is there compared to Canada, emissions concerns, or is it all basically an even playing field now? Uh, all the, this is the other myths. Cars made for the U.S. and Canada are the same. There's some different model packages, but it's the same parts. It's the same exhaust. It's the same radiator, except for California. They just make them stricter exhaust rules, which yeah. doesn't hurt us if we get a car from California here. And possibly the speedometer and stuff like that is different, right? Yeah, Maybe, and half the right? cars we can change. The other yeah. half, well, your kilometers per hour is at the bottom, not the top. Not hard to see. Yeah. My, my my wife has a Sienna, uh, the kilometers per hour is in the bottom. After about a week, you don't even see the numbers on the <laughs> you top. You don't, right? That's exactly. how your brain works. We'll take a, a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. More with Vince and more with Savannah, of course, on the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. So I want to mention before our last few minutes here, anytime outside of show hours, 416-216-5910 to get a hold of Savannah. Right. Yep. Well, we have uh, Deborah Lee on the phone. Why don't we take Oh, yeah. Call? Sorry. I just forgot to press the button. Sorry there, Deborah Lee. How dare. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Yes. I was wondering if you'd be kind enough and tell me. I was involved in a T-bone, not my fault. The other driver ran a red light uh, back in late March. Um, Everybody except the insurance company said my car was a write-off, so it took them four months to rebuild it, four months of rental. And the insurance company is just now acknowledging that I've been hurt. And my physio, my massage, my acupuncture say that because of the time frame that has gone by, uh, my body has gone into a state of a long progress to be done. But the insurance company is saying I only have 16 treatments. Um, do they have the right to do this at my age because I'm 67 going on 68 and I just, I'm within myself because I cannot any longer do the things that I used to do and we live on a farm. Um, it's, it's just incapacitating me to no end. Um, what rights do I have? Well, Deborah Lee, this is uh, an excellent, excellent question. Uh, there's many other people in your position as well. Uh, you know, the insurance companies, like I said before, are in the business of not paying out and dragging their feet, and you have rights. You have rights 
with respect to your own insurance company, first of all, we can force them to pay for the necessary treatments. They've probably categorized you under the minor injury guidelines, i.e. they're probably telling you you have a, a, a minor injury, which obviously is not the case. So, you know, I, I can definitely help you with that. That's not an issue. But, but even more so, you have a claim against whoever was at fault for the accident. And guess what? That person is going to have their own insurance company that we can go after and make sure that we recover things for. So, for example, one of the things that we can we, we can uh, um, uh, seek for you in terms of compensation is for for your pain and suffering for what you're going for, yeah. uh, you know, for for help with housekeeping, with home maintenance, a lot of these kinds of things. If there is a shortfall with your own insurance company in terms of treatments, we can go after the at fault driver's insurance company and make sure that they cover those treatments. Again, there is more complexity to this, so we'll speak off air, and I'll be able to get more facts from you and tell you exactly what your options are. But your story is, is unfortunately not unique. It's unique to you, but it's not unique to the general population who's often struggling with these kinds of claims. 416-216-5910 is Savannah's number. You want to ask uh, Vince one final question here while well, we've got a, a couple minutes, and that is about the, uh, the importance of using a proper broker, especially if you're going to the U.S. for a car, not just going to yourself, because it could have ramifications in the end if it's written off. Right? Absolutely. One of the things that I see a lot is you know, people coming to me, particularly young people who uh, have been in an accident and their cars are written off, and then the insurance company starts an investigation. The claim is sent to a special investigation unit, and then they find out that the car was purchased from the U.S. or that there are issues with the history yeah. of the car. And you know, I'll tell you, that's a red flag for the adjuster. It's a red flag for the insurance company. The way to avoid that altogether is if you are, in fact, interested, because you're going to get amazing deals from the U.S. I mean, my next car is probably going to come from there, and I'm going to go to Vince. I'm <laughs> telling you that right now. But, but you know, if you, if, if you want to avoid that, it's very simple. Go to Vince. I mean, they're qualified. They're registered. They're insured. Everything is above board. So that if, in fact, you are in a position down the road where there is an accident, unfortunately, your car is a, is a write-off, the insurance company is going to have absolutely no questions because – there's going to be a record here. They're going to know where it came from. It came from Vince. It came from his... They have you know, to give you max dollars, yeah. and, and we'll help you with that, like we said. So, uh, you know, getting getting a car f- through a licensed dealer in Canada that was a previous U.S., you're going to have no lesser ramifications on the value of that car. But doing right. it yourself, buying it on a private sale off eBay, they're going to give you every excuse because, as you say, that's what insurance companies do. I see that all the time. So give us your contact info. In the final uh, moment here. So you can reach us at wefindyourcar.ca or cashforyourcar.ca. Our number is 905-875-4925. We have an interactive website. You can fill out your request. We deal with bad credit. You can fill out online credit applications, or we will buy your car from you, even if you don't buy a car from us. Vince, we love getting you on there here at 640. Thanks for having us. Third Saturday, it's good to find you. We find your car.ca again. Take it home, Savannah. Last words. I I, I will tell you the last word is if you email Vince, you're going to get a reply back. Okay, it's not one of those situations, and I've had those before where I've emailed and called, just like with lawyers, and, you know, it takes days if, if you ever even get a reply back. And with Vince, you're going to get a reply back, and he's going to make sure that, you know, he, he's taking care of whatever question you have. MyAccidentQuestions.com or MyDisabilityQuestions.com. So Van's there to answer those. His contact, 416-216-5910. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll do it again next weekend right here in the Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio AM640.